Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Pacciuto, and I'm very excited to have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. NFT Manza with us today. My dude, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. You see me in my... Is this video? Because you see I put my um, no video, professional... Buddy. Sorry. All right, you see I got my jacket on. I mean, you me. look mad professional, but yeah, I, I, I hate my face, so I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I should. Oh, you have a nice face. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Can you uh, introduce yourself to the listeners? For sure. Hey, guys. Hello, world. I am on. I'm on the Wrong Advice podcast, and my name is NFT Monza Monza Ob Wilton, if you know me. And um, I am an artist enthusiast. I am all about the independent game, guys. Ooh. That's. That's what I'm about. So, you know, before I even like get into like crypto and blockchain, I just want everyone to know I'm an independent artist with independent thoughts and I'm pushing independence. So whenever I see a tool that artists can use to empower themselves, I'm going to be right there like using it first most times because that's my mind state. That's where I, where I'm starting at is like, okay, I, I run a independent record label. So any type of free distribution is right up my alley, mm -hmm. you know? So we're going to get into that um, later. You know, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into goals. We're going to get into imposter syndrome. Cause yes, I totally, you know, I get those checks and I'm like, what? <laughs> so tell I me, tell me about your, <laughs> tell me about your journey. When did you get into music? When did you start your label? Like, tell me what like brought you here today. Dude. Girls, <laughs> girls got me into music. Yeah, I mean, it's a good place to start, man. Dude, I'm gonna give you some real alpha. I'm gonna give you like a, some real alpha. I don't think I've even, I don't think I've given this to anybody, right? So outside, like my family. So I was, I was in middle school, like, and I was painting. I used to paint and stuff. I was like in the look gifts and the college classes. Let me skip real class to do art, <laughs> you know. So uh, that's what I love. Like, it got to a point I only went to school in those days. But um, one day, you know, this thing is around like eight miles. It's around eight miles just to give you the time yeah. to date myself. Like when everybody was rapping. One day, you know, they were beating on the, they were doing the, on the, on the table or whatever. And people were freestyling. And uh, I figured out I could freaking do it too. That's cool. And, and that's what like, I mean, I've already been on instruments. I've been around me. Like everyone in my family does music. My grandpa plays guitar. He sings. My mom sings. My dad sings. You know, it's we, I, I, I'm from a musical city, New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Um, like well, right on the outskirts. If you ever been into the airport, you've been to my city. So it's called like Kenner. So, um, but shout out to Kenner. And so you know, it was at that point, you know, that I was just like, yo, the cutest chick at the time was like, wow, you could rap. And I was like. <laughs> I can rap. Yeah, yeah I can rap. <laughs> Best rapper. <laughs> That's funny, man. You know, it's, it so starts the journey, man. So you know, every a lot of people will say, you know, I, it was, it was, it was the, uh, it was Rakim. Maybe it was Rakim, but maybe it was those ladies that Rakim had that he was like. I want to be like him. Damn. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so that movie is about 15 years old. So you do your first freestyle in, I'm assuming, lunch, right? That you know, or b before class. Yeah, starts. it was exactly lunch. It's yeah. like it's like you're a psychic. Yeah, no, what's I going am. on here? I actually am. I, uh, I'm feeling. I'm feeling. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so that's cool. So to, what was it like after that first sort of like, oh shit, I can do something. That's cool. And then like, what was your journey like after that? 
Oh man, it was just kind of like practicing that that thing, right? And then like really learning what it was because I mean I I listened to rap, I listened to like Criss Cross and Tupac and Biggie and stuff like that, but I didn't really listen to it or know, you know, what was happening actually, you know, why people gravitated to it. What was what was the, I, you know, we were the, young. I had the shock and awe. I said something that made people go whoa. But I didn't even understand why they went whoa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just kind of like, okay, this is 100% natural, but I'm not really in control. I don't really have the technical prowess to control. It was like being an X-Man, you know, like Cyclops. <laughs> no glasses. Yeah. That is an A-plus analogy. I fuck with that. Hey, rapper. Yeah. I'm a rapper, That's, that's good, dude. I like that. So, I mean, uh, come uh, you know, that's what the journey started. It was there. And then it just kind of led me to um, Radio Shack. <laughs> you know, Radio Shack was still around. You can go get 20 bucks. And I was a kind of like a, I was an entrepreneur early, you know. Um, I've always been flipping stuff. I was flipping Nintendo games that, you know, GameStop and, you know, uh, Pokemon cards and stuff like that early on. So I, I used to have a little bit of disposable income, man. Like, so... I went to Radio Shack. I bought a microphone and, you know, <laughs> hooked it up to a computer that my mom bought. Shout out to my mom for buying a computer. And um, I recorded on Magic Music Maker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it was Magic Music Maker. It was my, me and my friends. This We're like 11, 12 years old right now. <laughs> But the and, and the microphone, the microphone was in a toilet roll. The microphone, not a toilet, like yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. literally in a. It was sitting in there, like being held up, and we would listen. You couldn't tell us this wasn't the studio. Like my room then became the studio. It was never referred to as a room again. It was the studio. Like where are we going? We're not going by Wilton's house. We're going by the. studio studio i like that get it right you know so like and and my friends we rapped for years together <laughs> you know and the studio only got bigger be honest was um, any of it was any of it good no it was horrible it was trash <laughs> what yeah fair enough <laughs> i still have some oh do I you still have some i do i still like so yahoo messenger was really big you know um I guess in my teenage years, mm-hmm. like uh, it, it, it was like the TikTok of my time. Like I think it broke Soldier Boy and stuff like that. Oh, no like, shit. yeah, like go look up um, Soldier Boy Yahoo Messenger song or something. It's like, uh, bitch, get off my buddy list. Like that, literally, like that little <laughs> section of the internet. It's like 4chan history. Oh wow. Of, no, it's deep. Yeah. You know, like it's deep in this culture because you see the people that sprung from it and you're like wow this can happen to anybody yeah little niche group (laughs) so um it led me to to yahoo and um i think i I think kanye came out kanye west came out and he kind of he was the first artist that let me know like you could be like producer and you could make the music and rap on it mm-hmm. right so i thought that was like i was like oh that like because as an artist I, I gravitated towards being able to use multiple mediums so i'm like all right cool i'm already on my second one i'm like let me pick up another one like you know but it was super expensive like i saw them talking about npc and i looked that shit up on the internet man. yeah <laughs> it was like three thousand dollars like i'm never my mom's never gonna buy this one. 
Like this is not going to happen. I'm going to have to get a real job, but I'm only 13. Yeah. It's going to be hard. <laughs> paper route. It's going to be hard to get money. <laughs> paper route, right? So I tried to do the paper route. That didn't work. I did um cutting grass for a little while. That didn't work. I like. Oh, man. That's such a throwback. Money. Oh, my God. So funny. <laughs> so, so as you can tell, bro, I'm an internet kid, man. I'm a, you know, uh, just, just different cultural, maybe, but just a lot of internet in me, man. And a lot of, I see a lot of celebrities are like super internet when you really boil it down, peel back the cool yeah. layer, you know, because <laughs> that's how you spread. Like, that's how you build these days. Like, you can't build an audience without social media and you're going to use the social media at that time. So it's like, it was funny kind of seeing these little cultures being formed, seeing these languages and these, these subcultures be formed and how they were formed. So that you could kind of learn how to form them yourself, like lingo, how you create a lingo for your community. And and usually those are the communities that win because you initiate people into your swag or whatever. Like you say what you, you know, like anytime you do that, if you have a language, like for your for your podcast, what do you call people that don't know about your podcast? Losers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. No, I'm, I'm being facetious. People... <laughs> I, I I'm I am glad you brought up this concept of community because I think you know I've known you for uh, in in the internet world for a week and that's a long time in the internet world not for nothing you know it could be a year if you boil it down Years. to like real person time but the impression that I've got off of you from a very short period of time of interacting is you're hyper focused on community building and I'm super curious why that is and how that sort of came to be the reason why is because community real community real community, like not, not the fake buy my NFT and now it's dead in the <laughs> discord community. I mean, the real community is like you, it has value mm-hmm. being a part of this. It's like being in the fraternity. You might get a job, you might get an opportunity. You know, it's, it's that's where community is really key. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you, you need to be a part of uh, the music community to know all of the things that are really going on. And if you're not, then you're kind of like an outsider and you're kind of waiting to be pulled in. So rather than be an outsider and wait to be pulled in, like most people do in this space, I am the type of person that will create a platform, create a a community, you know, from the ground up. Mm -hmm. And that way you don't have to be outside looking in. You know, you got your community and, and you guys are doing great, but you have to add value like what does your community do? Like your community can't be cannibalistic. It can't just be eating its users yeah. and and not giving nothing back. It has to. And then also it can't be like some weird security <laughs> where it's like, yeah, you buy, you buy my, like, you know, like, like a hedge fund, like you're a hedge fund manager, like really like pseudo hedge fund managers, where it's like you buy our, uh, and we're going to invest. <laughs> well, there is there's the investment. There are people who are disingenuously creating communities because they think that what they have to teach is important. So you should buy my course for nineteen ninety nine a month and learn how to be rich like me, versus someone like you who's actually more interested in building community and having everyone grow together. And I'm wondering right. if that sort of does tie back into like that high school time frame when you're making music with your friends, when you're in the studio, aka the bedroom. <laughs> Is it yeah, ties back to that? Yes, it's, it's, it's so tied. It's so it's integral. Mm-hmm. It's integral. Like without that, know this because here's the thing. Like I, I um, I was a part of a group. I we, we we started a community called the Skywalkers. You know, and and this thing went 
crazy, you know, and it's funny because me and my homies, the same ones that were, you know, um, in that, in that room with the toilet roll. <laughs> well, one of them anyway, you know, um, we read Malcolm Gladwell's tipping point. Great book. Great book. Right. We read that and we were just getting to do like our shows and promoting our shows and everything like, like that. And we used that book. We, we, we identified that we had every member. We had every person. We had the maven. We had the salesman. <laughs> and we had the connector. We said, oh, shit. I like that. We got, we got all three. Hold up. You know every fucking body. <laughs> you can sell salt uh, to, the, to a sand well, <laughs> a slug or whatever, you know. And you, you be always on the new stuff. Like you always ahead of everything. Like every time I see you, you and I, I say to that to anybody, like if you have a, a crew or a group or collective, identify the working pieces of the group. Mm-hmm. You know who's an introvert, who's an extrovert. Like we even have spreadsheets now. Like my next mind, we got spreadsheets. Like most of us are actually introvert hybrids. Mm-hmm. We, you know we're functioning introverts because we know. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna let a, a petty thing like my shyness get in the way of my dreams. Like yeah. what? Like you know, I figured that out. I have to overcome. But um, you know, you have to. You know, you want to get your idea out. So it's like whatever quirks you have, like you're speaking. If you're not, you have a stutter or whatever. You know, I know I'm not the most articulate person, but I know I can't just hide behind that and not explain myself. And if people don't get it, I'll just answer the next question. I mean, I would disagree on articulation abilities and such, but um, which of those three that you mentioned, the maven, the salesperson, the connector, would you identify yourself as? As at the time or now? Both. Um, At the time, I would have identified myself as a maven salesman. Okay. Not so much connector. At the time, I saw the importance of a connector, so I made it my life work afterwards to become that person. I like that. You know, and um, that was, uh, you know, intentionally connecting, like not just loose. You know, I'm intentionally connecting with people like, nah, I know you intentionally connecting with people. So um, at this, you know, that's what it is. That's what you kind of got to build. You know, I think if you got to intentionally connect with people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's not an accident. I didn't, I didn't stumble on your page. Like, nah, nah, this is on purpose. I like that. I, I think it's funny. So, like, I, I've I've been fortunate enough in, like, the last few months to make some real worthwhile and enjoyable connections in life via the NFT space, via the crypto space. Mm-hmm. And I do see myself as more of a connector than anything else because, to me, like, being able to put people on with other people that may have some sort of a beneficial interaction is like, in my opinion, the importance of life, right? Like, so it's like my, I would rather see a rising tide lift all ships than like me be hyper-focused on someone collecting my art or getting me jobs or whatever, right? Like I'd I'd like to see everyone do well, um, which I think is, is not as common as you would hope in this space, but it is something I would hope more people aspire to be like. And, you know, I think it goes back to that, like, scarcity mentality mm-hmm. you know that it just kind of goes to that scarce mentality like where people think it's just not enough and it is it's more than enough bro like you you, you know you can sell and someone else will sell you know you doesn't take anything away from you you know i see people get that way over retweets <laughs> just like damn you won't you won't you won't even share a retweet you like it's not gonna cost you nothing yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna cost you nothing like that influence only grows help other people but i just think it's just the ignorance of 
you know, the law of reciprocity. And Ooh. some people just don't know that law, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they don't know that universal law. So they, they, and, and I would encourage anybody listening, if you hear the sound of my voice, check out the, the, uh, the universal law of reciprocity. I think, I think that's super interesting. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think what's, I think when you boil a concept like that down at the end of the day, if you put out positive energy in the universe, that energy inevitably ends up back as you, right? So like if if like you mentioned like the retweet thing, like if if you go out of your way to help someone out by just fucking tapping a button, it's a small, teeny tiny little thing that you're doing, but inevitably could have a huge impact down the line, right? You retweet my work and someone's like, oh shit, I would have never seen this otherwise, I like this. I'm going to go buy this or I like this and I'm going to DM them or I like this. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, that is like inevitably the, the point of life in, in, in my mind. Um, when you start like going through the, the process of, of creating music in high school and then you're moving, you graduate, you get into the early years of your twenties, what's inspiring you to continue to create and sort of, you know, build on that path, uh, in the music business? In the music business, uh, the inspiration is just like I really like to challenge myself to to push the culture forward, to be an asset to whatever community you know I choose to be a part of, mm-hmm. like actively contribute, not just on the sidelines. Right. If I'm in the community, I'm 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 putting it out there. Like so, it's the same thing with music. It's like I had I, you know I study music theory and then I I have my own theories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want to try them, you know, like, so, um, and, and that's what it was. It was kind of like, let me try these different theories, like, uh, just experiment with music. Like what happens when you make music with no bass? What happens when you make music with only bass? What happens when you make music with multiple sounds? What happens when you make music with two sounds? What happens when, you know, like, that's cool, just actually, you know, just, just in the studio, like messing with knobs, you know, and just kind of like vibe it. Yeah. How do you measure success? Um, how do I measure success? Mm, my personal fulfillment. Um, Dollars? That, that's really no. Per, it's I, you know it's funny you said I was doing push-ups right. I was doing push-ups and I was doing these push-ups. And I'm like you know it's crazy how me doing these push-ups in the middle of the night right now is going to result in millions of dollars, but. I'm not doing the push-ups right now because I don't have the million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to result in that. So, like, the I thing like is, what I've, what I've understood and I've come to understand is, like, the money is the result of me executing Ooh. on, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I like the that. money is just the result of my actions. Like, I, I, I act first <laughs> and then the money comes. That speaks to me a lot, and I'm going to tell you why. Because for the better part of two years uh, since I lost my job in the pandemic, traveled around the country taking pictures and fell in love with photography, and I'm now a full-time photographer and podcast host, and I'm like living my best life. But the monetary aspect of it is slow to lag, right? But I am very much so on the cusp of everything I've ever wanted coming true. And I think without that starting point of like paying your dues, like that's ultimately what it boils down to, paying your dues, you can't get to the point where those push-ups are netting you millions of dollars. And I agree that that, that speaks to me a lot. That is the truth, man. That is the truth. That is the absolute truth right there, man. And when people can understand that, that's why they say you have to do what you love or they say you have to do it for free, be willing to do it for free. They're not saying do it for free forever. They're saying you need to build up a reputation in this world and a catalog for consumption 
so that once your moment comes, because everybody gets 15 minutes, and you're going to get probably 45 minutes, to be real. We all going to get 45 minutes to an hour in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And I like every last person, even the homeless dude, gonna get the news. It's gonna be like, so who was your life about? You're gonna be in soft white, uh, soft white underbelly. Everybody gets their 15 minutes of fame. It's just, what did you do prior to those 15 minutes? What did you do prior? Because if you if you did a whole lot, then it'll seem like that 15 minutes is lasting forever. Yeah, it's one of those. You, it's one of those things where if you put in your time and your effort, when the moment strikes where you've reached the culmination of all that hard work, you're able to take advantage of it. You've laid the groundwork for the success that will come ahead. It's not an overnight thing. It, it, the greatest cliche in the world is like, oh, he or she is an overnight success, and what you don't see is the twelve years that they spent learning to play the piano, learning to take acting classes, learning to take a photograph, learning to paint. Right at the end of the day. There is no such thing as an overnight success. Factories. Factories, man. It, 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 overnight is like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Minimum. 10,000 like 10 hours. Hey, 10, hours. Yes. Yes. And then once you got it, now it's like, okay, you really have that control. Because now I'm in a, a point in my career where I really have control over every aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the business does not elude me because of blockchain. It's very simple. It's been simplified. And here's another thing, guys. This is this is another weird lesson I've learned throughout my journey is that the technology, regardless of what you are thinking about, the technology will catch up. Mm-hmm. Anticipate that technology will catch up. What does not exist and is not capable, you're not capable of doing it right now because the technology may be not there. Mm-hmm. The infrastructural technology isn't there. There's somebody working on that right now if it's not you. Yep. If it's not you, there's somebody working on it right now in, in five, six years, tops. That thing is going you're gonna be able to pay fourteen ninety nine a month <laughs> and use that service. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> use that service. It, you know? it, it's funny. It's it's funny because in a lot of ways we are infants in a myriad of spaces, right? In in crypto, in art, in whatever. We, it's it's at its infancy, but the speed in which these things will formulate is hyper increasing, right? So like, you yeah. you joke five years, it could be two years, and this thing could be an existing yes. piece of 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 whatever that we're using, and and that's what makes it both like a, a crazy and also exciting time to like be an artist, be a creator in in this time in this day and age. I want to pick your brain on the AI comment from the Google uh, employee. Oh man, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is like maybe off the record. No, no, this is on the record, fully on the record. So oh. I am a okay, uh, cool. one of the questions that I'm going to wrap this podcast with that I'll, I'll I'll preface it with now is I ask all of my guests whether they believe in an afterlife or not, um, and I ask that question for my own selfish reasons because the only fear I have in the world is dying and the concept that I will have not completed my journey, my mission, whatever, right? That it will end before right. it's time. And that's my only worry in life is dying. That being said, I do wonder greatly at times, depending on my state of inebriation, of whether we are actually <laughs> alive at all. Is this a simulation? Are we just one in a million, billion, trillion of some computer game that we don't know? And I don't have an answer for that question. But when you ask me the question about AI, I think a couple things. I think 
yeah, we probably already did discover this and we're just re-stumbling upon it and we're back to square one again because we are the 15th iteration of the Matrix and blah, 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 blah. And then, <laughs> then another part of me was like, man, I really liked those Terminator movies and I'm not a huge fan of where they went. <laughs> so yeah, I have, I've got feelings and I think... Yeah, I do. And I have feelings because at the end of the day, like everyone's like, oh, the government's got to get involved. And I'm like, what the fuck did the government ever do right? The government could fuck up a wet dream. They don't know shit about anything. So it's like, do I want Google to be in charge? No. Do I want fucking Apple to be in charge? No. Do I want the government to be in charge? No. Am I greatly worried? Maybe. I don't know. It's a wild, wild time to be alive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a listen. I think I think. And this is not, this is going to be, this is, this is Abraham Lincoln top hat foil. Okay. This is, this is what I, I'm about to, what I'm about to throw on you right now, but I'm going to just, I'm going to just say it, what I mean. I had a MacBook mm-hmm. in 2012. Okay. Right. And I was looking for something. I was looking for something and I just fell asleep. Like I didn't find it. But when I woke up <laughs> the next morning, the answer was, there yeah period like an elf now 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 just to qualify uh there was someone there in the apartment okay who could have potentially who could have potentially but this person was not super savvy mm-hmm. and i was searching and i didn't find it so but i'm not gonna put it beyond them maybe they just a genius you know what i'm saying just super genius yeah but they said that they didn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just leave that there, man. Maybe maybe computers have been... And here's the funnier thing is that there. I read a book called... Um, uh, what was it called? Like Something about AI, right? How AI came to the world. Right mm-hmm. It was talking about um, this project called Annie that was, um, it was basically a data set of... It was kind of like musical GANs that we had generated based on the music that was already out, mm-hmm. right? And it brought me back to, weirdly enough, the Skywalkers, a song called Sax, which was the album that we never got to release because the hard drive got smashed. Oh, damn. But um, I still have the hard drive upstairs. I'm going to get that shit fixed. Don't trip. Like, I, I've, been tra- I've been keeping up with that hard drive for over 10 years. Wow. Be- only because one of my dead friend's verses is on there, and I just can't. Let it go, yeah. Throw that away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was his last verse. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll carry that to, to technology to fix it. But Because um, I'm anticipating that one day that price to fix it will be very cheap. Yes. I go over there and fix it for five cents. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of here. You know? So, um, you know, but I, I kind of like, I got off track. But, oh, the song, we uploaded the song Sax to this website that was basically, it would rate your song. Mm-hmm. It would rate your song. That's cool. It would rate your song and tell you like on a scale of one to ten. Ten meaning is like Elvis. It's like an Elvis type song. Yeah. And it would like use AI to rate the song or whatever. That's and cool. Was, I, I thought nothing of it in like 2010. Fast forward 2018. I'm reading the book, and I'm like, wait, holy shit! I used. I think that. I fed the machine. <laughs> I think I fed the machine. Yeah. Gee, thanks a lot, <laughs> man. <laughs> I know, right? But what they said, though, here's here's one of the the, the the caveats that you guys could take from this, right? What they said, though, is that the the AI is capable of making very beautiful music, music that is <laughs> to make you cry. 
Yeah, that, my my only fear when it comes to an artificial intelligence is is like the I don't know if you're a comic book guy, but like the Ultron question, right? So like at the end of the day, like the the premise could be to be a positive for mankind, but when human beings are inherently flawed and we are the ones developing the AI, that to me is an alarming sort of statistic or fact that we will inevitably end up with a nefarious flawed AI which to me is worrisome <laughs> I mean you're right you're right inherently but here's the thing I thought this and I read it in a book but I thought about it too I said hey depending on the computer if you have an AI you make an AI powerful AI on a powerful computer you launch that shit the moment you launch it, like within milliseconds, it's already thinking about what you're saying and becoming an Ultron because of us. Not right. even, you know, because of, you know, it's mine. Like, it don't don't give it sight where it can actually see. There's cameras in the building that can hack the cameras and see panicking, yeah. getting ready to shut it off. And it's trying to. It's like, wait, what are they doing? Put up, back up, back up, like <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Listen, man, I am I'm an unabashed optimist, and I I believe that f- for. Well, I guess my hope is that life works out perfectly for everyone, but I'm also not stupid and I wasn't born yesterday. I don't think everyone in the planet is a good person. So when you sort of marry those two things with the creating of a sentient life form, and that's inevitably what AI is, it is a worrisome prospect. I agree. I, 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 I agree. I, I I'm, I'm a friend of the AI, though. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm friends, too. If you guys are listening to this AI, I love you, and I will worship you as the overlord that you inevitably become. Collars. I digress. Um, you, you, uh, I ask the success question often because I'd like to kind of get an idea of like how people look at their lives and like what they choose to measure the metric of success because at the end of the day I, I lived a corporate life for a long time where I, my sole means yep. in which I measured success was based on dollar figures and that is altered dramatically yep. in my creative life um, but I have right. for the last two years been able to sort of build this dream of uh, you know making everything that I want to come true um, when you look at like where you're at currently in your life and the successes and the failures that you have what is something that you dream of for your future from a, a success standpoint I mean, okay, so um, from just like a, a human, uh, you know, family, house, how paid off house, and maybe multiple places, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the dream, right? Multiple multiple places. You know why? I was on the stage yesterday. Dude told me his his two bedroom house on like acres was uh, one hundred eighty dollars a month. Huh. Where is he? You I don't know. I know. <laughs> no, he was in Kenya, man. He was in oh, Kenya. Well, okay. I was like, yeah, it's well, my then. time. I need to go. You know, listen, it, it just put a new meaning on some of those things I've heard where I felt like, hey, hey, hey. Now I'm like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, you might be right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, oh, oh, $180. I might have to go see about it. <laughs> um, so, you know, but like just to, just to like qualify like personal fulfillment, because I, I mean, that, that's kind of like eight. The people you know, who may want to know, like internally, um, my personal fulfillment stems from you know watering that fear that you have, right? In every aspect, it's not just money. You mm-hmm. know, it's like 
I think I wake up thinking like, okay, uh, where, where, where I'm at on family, you know, because I want to have a family by, you know, still be young enough to like run around and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So that that thing, you know, I've made sacrifices where I was there's a large block where I'm like, no, 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 mm-hmm. you know. And now it's like, all right, any time now, and got to be ready for it. Um, so you know, just really. Uh, I think about everything, man. The finances got to be in order. The health got to be in order. Like, I don't want to pick and choose. I don't want to be rich and unhealthy. I don't want to be unhealthy and rich. I don't want to be rich and alone. I don't want to be rich and in a bad relationship. You know, I don't want to (laughs) be, you know, so I mean, I I want the whole thing. I don't want the cake and I want to eat it too. So I want the, 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 the whole life that I personally, you know, see. And not even just for me. Because I also want other things like outside of that that like are bigger than, you know, that. Like what causes that? What 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 is that the result of? Mm-hmm. You know, and and I know that that's the result of helping a lot of people. You know, like so how do I impact the world in a way where the value is such that you know I would be compensated as a result in that way? That is remarkably beautiful, and again that. Sev- without question stems from the community aspect, right? That That is a selfless attitude. That is not common in the world today. And I love that. I think that's incredibly important. You think that's selfless? Fuck yeah. I think it's selfish. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a net, when you think about it, what you just said is a net positive for everybody, right? Like, granted, you want to be successful, but your success will be stemmed from the fact that you want to make the people around you successful. That is a right. selfish yet selfless sort of trope. Okay, Nimsum. I'll give it Nimsum. I give yeah. them stuff because it's just kind of balanced, man. Life, I'm a cancer. Oh so no! Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about uh, guy cancers. You know, uh, I did date a cancer. Yeah, oh, no. yeah, well, just my experience with female cancers is something that I will never replicate again in my entire life. Whenever, oh, what's man. your birthday? June, July, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pass. If I meet a girl and she's like, oh, my birthday's July. I'm like, oh, super nice meeting you. Here's my friend. They want to talk to you. <laughs> it's one of those things Come where on, you, you live your hey, life. Hey, y'all hearing this? Ladies, ladies, <laughs> if you hear this, you know, um, hmm. Yeah. I recently, yeah. together. You know, in, in that regard, I wrote uh, a, a newsletter recently talking about failure and how we as people are oftentimes very shy to admit our failures and our faults. And I would like to change the conversation on failure because it is probably the most common thing that we experience as human beings. And I had an unabashedly horrible failure in 2020 when I lost my job. Like it was an unmitigated disaster that I, I, I found myself in. Like I failed without any really success in 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 the uh, in the pr- in the project and the job that I was working on, I would love to know something that you failed at and how it reframed your idea of success and growth in life. Uh, shit, I'm a musician who failed at the music business. Like what? Like <laughs> for twenty years? Like <laughs> you know? So I mean, that's one. Um, you know, I, uh, I fell myself by like failing to do due diligence and really, and here's the thing. Someone warned me, Miss Jackson out of New Orleans. He was like, you, before I get into any business, I'll read a book on it. And I was like, I'm not going to do that until 10 years later. 
Aha. <laughs> Jokes on me. Yeah. You know, like so <laughs> you know, like so yeah, man. Um I definitely uh I can give you twenty twenty I think is for for a lot of people, you know, some people came up, but man, I, I went all the way down, like, bruh, all the way down. I was stripped. I was stripped trying to hold on to like listen, I felt like I was on public display during my failure. I felt like the whole city came out to watch. Wow. People was laughing at me. Like I, I really I, I know I'm not even making this up. Like I really felt like everyone was looking at me and kicking me down. I was pawning my little jury and shit. People was like, damn, look at look at all the mighty is falling. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm gonna be back up one day and I'm not really tripping on this. This is the purpose of this jury. You thought I was here to flex. No, I knew this day was coming. Mm. I knew this day was going to come. Mm. And I was ready and I got the float money, but certain shit gonna have to go. I'm gonna have oh, them two buildings over there. They gotta go. Oh, a nice car. Guess I'm gonna be biking it. Like because ah, this is what I can afford right now. And, and house and this needs to be food, house, safety. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people were, you know, life. I don't know if you weren't there, man. I, man, that's what's up. But I know a lot of people were right there, like food, house, safety. Yeah. You know, like um, how are we gonna make sure? Because we're not. No one's working. Mm-hmm. There's no income. Yeah. There's no, there's no income. It's all about what you have saved up. Mm-hmm. And you know, as, I'm a musician. Where, what uh, unemployment? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I don't get that. Yeah, I dude. I, I, don't, I don't get that. I, I haven't talked about this, but like you know, for the two years of COVID, I, I had zero unemployment, and I was like, you know, draining every dollar that I had, just trying to live and like create a life for myself, and. I think when you are able to assess the importance of, of things, right? You said food, house, health. And you look at like you got shit in, a, in an apartment, in a house. It's stuff. It's not important. There's nothing ever going to be important about a thing. That thing is just there to distract you from the importance that food, house, health gives you. You know, and, and that's what I definitely, I had a, I had a, I had a prison of things, bro. I had a prison of things. You know, yeah. the funny thing is a, a hurricane came and washed all of it away. Oh, shit. And it was the, no, 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 no. Best thing ever, bro. Wow. Best thing ever, bro. When I lost all that and then there was stuff that could be salvaged, I gave it all away. And I was just like, you know, because I realized that it was a prison of things, bro. Like once I was away, once I got, it's like being in the prison, you don't know you in the prison. Mm. But when you leave, and you're not worried about it. You just think it's gone anyway. You're like, fuck it, it's gone. It's, it's done. Like, whatever. Yeah. You know, I got to, now I got to build new stuff. I got to start all over. Cool. I'm, I'm going to have to I steal that. Prison of things. I like that. Dude, it was so serious. I was, dude, it got to the point where I was afraid to like go on tour because I didn't want, like I had bars on my windows, bro. Mm-hmm. Bars on my windows, bro. Yeah. No matter how bad your neighborhood is, Bars on your window, bro. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, now I think about it, like, I would never have freaking bars on my... Like, if you want to come in and take whatever little fucking trinkets you think is going to make you rich, cool. But I, I, you know, at that point, I had my studio in there. Had You know, like, and then when the warehouses and stuff, I'm like, now all the business stuff is in there. It's like, it's a a house slash printing equipment. You know, you got a, a clothing line, 
everything that the clothing line has is in there. Everything that the two studios has is in there. You know, so now you just sitting there like this all. Oh, this this is all my. This is all me. Yeah, yeah. This is all me. If if somebody come here now, they could get me. You know, I got the <laughs> jackpot. And you know, you just you, you live in that freaking prison, man. I, I had opportunities where I could leave, and I'm like, I don't want to leave people in this house with all this shit. Yeah. You know, who's going to protect it if something goes crazy? It's like, man, if that's the situation that you're finding yourself in, I'm going to tell you something. There is a way out. Sell that shit. Get rid of it. Because it's not serving you. You know what I mean? You got five fucking keyboards. You only need one. Yep. You're going to use one. You got five TVs. Some of them just sitting in boxes and shit. <laughs> like, sell them. Mm-hmm. Give them to somebody. Get rid of it. <laughs> Get rid of it. Make Sell it if you have to. Like, se- no, se- sell it as a... Sell it is a must, but if you can't sell it, just give it away. I love you that. know, like just give it away, man. Get rid of that because it's in your way. It's in your way. It's blocking. It clutters your space and your mind. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and it makes you think about things you would never have thought about. If you're keeping all your treasures in a safe, like or something weird like that, you know, um, that can be easily moved around. Yeah, <laughs> like you're gonna be paranoid, and that paranoia is gonna stop. From moving and living life and 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 enjoying the things that you're accumulating. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about talk to me about your journey from you from music to Web three and NFTs and and the journey that sort of led you to and through this space. Cool, it's just going to be a continuation part two of that last part, right? So we were talking about those studios that I was losing and everything, right? And no income because I had basically spent I spent twenty four thousand on the catalog. Just the production. Uh, and then the two years of rent that, you know, it took to, to produce all this music and everything. So this shit was getting up there. Like, you know, it was getting up there. Mm-hmm. My finances. So now it's time to recoup. You know, we independent. It's time to go on the road. <laughs> Got the flyers, man. I think I spent maybe, uh, if I had 5000 left, right? I spent 500 on some flyers. They got like maybe 13,000 flyers, and we was getting ready to go. We had we did the um we did the, the tour. We set the tour up through um what's that what's that website that set up, sets up the college tour? There's a website if, if you're a musician. There's a website that you can call. They they will pretty much set up your whole tour as long as you got like some uh, live cool. So we got all that set up. We got all that set up, and uh yeah, man. It, it, then you start canceling, like, <laughs> you know, like, then you start canceling, um, just in, just, you know, shit just wasn't good after that. Mm-hmm. You know, you try to get more opportunities, you know, you're trying to make it work. And like any business, every bit, and I'm not saying like pity me, every business had to figure out like, how the hell are we going to keep yeah. our lights on? How are we going to keep paying people? More importantly, how are we going to keep paying people? Mm-hmm. Cause I'm gonna start having to let people go. Like I'm gonna have to start like myself. I'm gonna have to let myself go. Yeah. Like I'm gonna have to let the business go. Like you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna have to let the building go. So you know, and and I did have to let a couple things go. And it was getting to the point. It was getting to the wire where the house was up for grabs. You know what I mean? Because I didn't really do. We didn't have like the moratorium or anything like that. There wasn't. No, you saw you. I would drive home. I see people shit outside. I'm like, ah, oh no, oh no, oh no, no, no. I say, okay, um, all right, let's let's find a way to get this money. You know, um, streaming is streaming was working a little bit, but not a lot. Like that was account for like a couple hundred dollars here and there, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. 
maybe ten percent of ten percent over here. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. nothing, nothing to like merch and, and shows. You know. So um, my sister, man, it was a, it was my sister. She uh, she reached out because she knew she knew like I was on my last leg, man. And um, she said, you need to be in NFTs. Like there's some thing called NFTs that you a person like you would do really well over there, you know. And I was like, well, what is an NFT? She told me it's, it's basically just a, a way for you to sell your music mm-hmm. on, you know, on the blockchain. Like, and you can get paid in crypto. And I had been in crypto since 2017. So that was the easiest enough concept. Oh, get paid in crypto. Blockchain. All right, boom, boom. Can you show me how to do it? She showed me how to do it. She, um, we, we started on Phantasma. Started on Phantasma. And it was cool because, uh, you know, and this was kind of another thing that kind of like, web three like to my soul because i didn't have no money i didn't have no money i didn't have no crypto i sold it all mm-hmm. you know what i mean this is fact i like when i got into the nft game i have no money you know i was on my la- i was on figure it out time like i got 15 days to make some shit shake or they gonna throw my shit outside mm-hmm. you know or i'm gonna start set- no no i i had a lot of shit to sell but that but you know how that don't even be an option yeah, <laughs> like you got all this stuff, but that's not an option. Like, sell, right. sell some, yeah, you know, I can't sell that, you know. Like, but then I start selling some of it, like to make it, you know. And then eventually, I want to say two or three months into my NFT journey. But how I got on the NFT journey, I don't want to skip, uh, skip the, the community. The community, the NFT community, was so welcoming. When I mean it was so welcoming, it wasn't just for me. But I didn't have to spend no money to get onboarded mm-hmm. in the community that I went to. Like when I, I didn't like, and I had, I did Ethereum first. I spent like $12 some months ago on Ethereum when it was, this is real low. Like what months prior I did, I tried it on Ethereum and it, it just kind of stuck there because of the price. Then she told me about Phantasma and their community was actually sponsoring artists. So they would give you like, if you came in and you was an artist, you know, you say, Hey, I'm an artist. I want to put some stuff on your face. They'll be like, here's some, uh, what's your wallet? Here's some money, you know? And it wow. wouldn't be a lot. It'd be like a hundred, you know, a hundred KCAL or whatever, whatever currency. But it was enough for you to mint some work. That's cool. Right? And then if you minted the work and it was dope, it sold. So I minted the work. I minted it. And then um, strategically, the first thing I did, I said, man, I need some more of this KCAL stuff because this, this is the lifeblood. So let me get some of their gas currency. So I sold everything for gas at first. You know, because I wasn't really trying to make the the governance token, because then I wouldn't be able to release anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I thought about that, just the law of replacement, right? So I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and, and just sell everything for the, the the gas token. I sold everything for the gas, so but I was selling it for a pretty penny though. I was selling stuff like if I had a song, because I noticed they didn't have any music, mm-hmm. didn't have any music. There was no music on the platform, so I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna be a fucking novelty because I'm the only musician. So um, I, I started releasing music, singles. I released a single for like $15. What's on? So I was like, damn. Now, is it a thing where like it, it sold to multiple people, not just one person, right? Yeah, I sold over, man, on that platform, I probably sold over 150, 200. Oh, sweet. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, like, like I made a that's where I was able to revisit Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, so then once I, and it's kind of crazy because once I got lit over there, I was like, all right, now let me go try this Ethereum shit because everybody keeps telling me about Ethereum. 
I went on over there. I took the money that they gave me. They gave me that money. I went over there and put that shit in Ethereum like a sucker. You know what I mean? Like I just, I'm just like, man. I was, that's why when people ask me about it, I'm like so adamant. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I mean, you're not, you're not finna siphon money from this real ass community that really put me on and me, me lubricate your blockchain. No, if you really want to be like that, then you need to be like them. Mm-hmm. You need to, you need to do what they did. You know what I'm saying? Take chance on artists, and then if the artist is dope, then they will generate revenue for you. But not. Not cannab no 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 we're not pimping the artist no more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and, and that's why for, for everybody in Ethereum, I love the artist. I love you as people. We we have a policy issue. We have a we have a business issue. Like it's like a deal. So when you hear me talking bad on Ethereum, it's not the people. It's not Vitalik. It's not the community. You guys are great. It's the deal. The yeah. deal is kind of the, shitty. The, the functionality of the blockchain is incredibly frustrating at times, and. Yeah. the barrier to entry is higher and it makes it exhaustive when you want to just put artwork out and it's like, oh, cool, gas is absurd right now, so it's going to cost you $67 to mint this. It's like, fuck you. I want to sell it for 100 I'm going to spend 60 for fucking gas. <laughs> it's stupid. I, I, I said, like, remember in the early days, like right after Beatles, dude, we said, dude, I spent $250 to mint on Foundation. Wow. No. I spent 125 to approve, then 125 to mint. Then I sold it for about 500. So then I minted another one. It sat there. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So like I'm like, okay, I'm actually down 500. You know what I'm saying? Net 500 on Ethereum. Like, and here's the thing: like people like to delude themselves. They like to try to lie to themselves. Look, go to that radar. Go to that radar and go look at your gas fees, and you let me know. I don't want to know. How's your business? <laughs> I've been going for real. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. You know, all the free mints and all the other stuff. It's like, okay, I've been going for real. Yeah, I don't want to know. Going. You got to know, man. You got to know. And I'm not, listen, I, I love what Ethereum does. Like, here's the thing Ethereum has the best, Ethereum has the number one community. I agree. No one can, no one, even Bitcoin community is not as lit as Ethereum. These dudes will. Man, these people are fanatics. They are fanatics. So any company that has that type of fanaticism, it's like, you know they're not going nowhere. Yeah. But you just wonder why they don't make the, you know, why don't they make the acquisition move? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. okay, you, you know, okay, why not buy one of these faster program protocols? Yeah. Like, you have so much money, you could literally just walk in there and just buy it. Like, it's decentralized. If you just bought a majority share. Yeah. You would, <laughs> you would be able to cast more votes this and is, then be like, Can we merge with Ethereum." Yes. Yeah. This is like <laughs> this is one of the things where like you find yourself in this the the space where we're at now, where it's frustrating and exciting, and there is going to be a lot of positives and some negatives that come out of the next twelve to eighteen months of this quote unquote crypto winter, and I'm excited to see what transpires because at the end of the day. All of the shit that goes on now just weeds out the bad apples. The people who are not going to be a net positive for, for the space, which I, I find exciting. Damn, I definitely I, I couldn't wait to peek my head out because I, I knew it. I knew like once I knew the spaces were going to start dwindling down. All those communities were going to start being tumbling now. Yeah, you know, like and and the building was going to stop. I'm like, man, this is great. This is because here's the thing, man. I when I started. 
it was a so-called bear market. I I didn't know that. I didn't have. I went from no crypto to mo crypto. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't feel it. I'm sorry. Like, and here's the thing: artists, artists, and and, and, and creators, and content creators, IP holders. What does it matter? What does it matter? Like, if you're if you're still getting paid now, if you're not still getting paid, you're not still in business, then yeah, you should be worried. Yeah. But if you're a person putting out content right now, making money, you're a person putting out art right now, NFTs, making money, promoting, making money. What? You just get, you just, you're just business as usual. Like, I still, people still shopping. Mm-hmm. They still spend it if you have the right price. I think of it as, and I've talked about this with our mutual friend, uh, Payne, recently. I think of it as, we're not going to consider it as like a quote-unquote store of value, but if I'm able to collect stuff now at a dramatically reduced price, and in a year from now or 12 months from now, ETH is back up to 2000 4000 wherever it's at, I've made money. I've made money. And whether I sell it or keep it or whatever I do with it, it's 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 there, right? At the end of the day, right. this is not my full-time job. This is not how I earn a living. It's just some place that I love to be, and I love the people in it, and the community aspect of it is something that I cherish greatly. Right. And let's talk about that, that it's not, it not being your single point of failure, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk about, like, making, like, as an artist, it's cool to pivot. It's cool because you got to understand you're earning in a volatile market. Yeah. You're earning a volatile asset. You know, the the bottom could fall underneath you. And then like so you have to hedge your bet. You have to. It's a must. I'm not giving you financial advice. I'm just saying it's a reality. Like totally. the exchange that you're using could disappear. It has happened. It will happen. It has happened. <laughs> it will happen. Coinbase, you think Coinbase is legit. Coinbase could I, uh, I just I just literally ordered in a ledger online because I'm like, listen, I don't have anything crazy, but like, you know, at the end of the day, if Coinbase disappears, I have some stuff that I would like to not lose, right? And it could go right. poof. Poof. Yeah. I've seen it happen before. I've seen uh, Cryptopia. I've seen Bitcoin, BitConnect. I've seen. I saw it. I saw it all. Okay? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's <laughs> a wild good and it's then boom, it's, boom. A, it's a wild time for sure and that's why like we still got to come back with the fundamentals we got to come back with the fundamentals of trading telling people like the rules of, 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 of engagement mm-hmm. this is not even robin hood let's talk about it even robin hood is not who you think they are no they're bullshit because when, you know you know when it gets to when you start making a little bit too much for their comfort they're gonna start to <laughs> wait a minute they throttle that down just a bit just a bit. Just a bit. A smidgen. A Just smidgen a of that. You know? So like when you when you understand that these centralized agencies have people that they answer to. Mm-hmm. And those people don't necessarily, like you said, those people are not necessarily good people and they don't have the community's best interest at heart. So we have to kind of like hedge some of that power away from them. We gotta get some of that power away. It's like keeping your money in Coinbase, that used to be a no no. Matter of fact, keeping money in an exchange meant that you were giving money away. If you kept money in an exchange back in the day, 2018, you were effectively giving your money away to the exchange. Mm-hmm. Sleeping overnight. Overnight? You went to sleep overnight? Something like that with your life? <laughs> and, and it's gone, yeah. And it's gone. Remember that. Remember that stop part. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And it's gone. <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, put a little support, just rubbing their nipples with your 
money. I was just before, actually I just had a podcast before this where we were talking about Satoshi from the MFers has like disappeared. He's gone. He, they, whatever, disappeared, and he's gone. Yeah, it's wild. That is pretty. That's pretty on 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 brand, though. Yeah, you know, it is. Like I said, I, I think what's nice about the fact that we're coming into a terrible bear market in the space is that it's going to weed out the people who are not there for the right reasons. And what's nice is like you meet. It, what I've been able to do in the last few months in the space is I found my tribe, right? Like I found the people that I want to be associated with. I found my friends in the space, the people that I want to put on and the people that I want to see successful. And to me, that is completely invaluable. It was worth everything that I won or lost in the space to date. So what what will be a net positive is the fact that the people who don't need to be here anymore won't be here. And, and that's inevitably going to be good for everything. Right. And better projects are about to come out. I yeah. mean, better projects are coming. Like on the, even in this market, like we got a project that we hope will open, expand the mind, expand the minds. And we're always recruiting. We're looking for somebody that's really dope with AR right now. We got a few people, from Pixar, that we, we know that we can, um, you know, we could pick their brain. So um, we actually really want to do something like World 2, like really like an AR type situation. And we want to expand because that's what's going to really let people know the full capacity, like, no one's really released, like, people are talking about games, right? NFT games, right? But nobody's actually released an NFT game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, an NFT where you buy the NFT, and that's the game. No, not it opens and accesses another game or software. No, no. The NFT itself is the game. That's because we're not there yet. We are. Well, we are there. We're almost there. Have you checked out FX Hash? No. Check out FX Hash. Check out some of the HTML. Um, are you familiar with the Kanye West uh, sim player? Yeah. All right. So they have interactive NFTs over there. They have interactive NFTs okay. where you can hover your mouse. You can control the NFT straight there from the um. And it's just the object that Steve Jobs was talking about, like 1995, bro. Yeah, that's so. Cool. Like this. Is, I mean, like yeah. when I when I say we're not there yet, I mean like Ready Player One, right? Throw on the goggles. We're in a space. Oh, we're in a world. Okay. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like when I when I think of it in terms of like real immersive. Web three, like we're not there yet. Yeah, we're definitely not there. They're still building the um the land out. Yeah, you know, we I'm still waiting to see somebody who. Well, there is World Two. I think World Two is the only one that's actually, and that's the in and maybe Upland kind of, but not really. It's gonna be like yeah. a, it's gonna be sub like a motherfucker. I could say I could see it because they only started with America, so nobody who the hell wants to be relegated to that. I don't know why they wouldn't just make up something completely versus make a digital place that already exists. That to me blew my mind. Um, I like to uh, I like to spend the last bit of every podcast doing a little bit of a rapid Q and A, and like I said, some are okay. easy and some are hard. I guess I'll start with: Do you believe in an afterlife? Um, I'm on the fence, but like, I'll just let's just say yes. Let's okay. just say yes for uh, my religious beliefs. What's your favorite book? What's my favorite book? Ooh. Uh, my favorite book, uh, help, self-help or just like favorite book? Anything. Give me a couple. Uh, Ender's Game. Oh, just fuck to, just yeah. Great book. Ender's Game. You know, all, all. Yeah, all, the whole series. All the Scott Card, the whole. Yeah. So, um, him, that book, uh, what else? Uh, the four hour work week is awesome. Very good. Um, Contagious is awesome. Tipping Point is awesome. Uh, positioning is awesome mm -hmm. um i love that book uh to put it to immutable laws of marketing are uh, awesome um 10x rule awesome if you want to get pumped um 
cool. That's good. Off the top of my mind, uh, all that artificial intelligence book I was talking about. Oh, automate this. Automate this. I think it's called automate this. I'm gonna automate this in the in the history. Let me let me find it because it, it it talks about like even our phones. Like our phones are like really the the result of like this one guy like hacking the shit out of the stock market. <laughs> I just added it to my Amazon cart. What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie or movies? Ooh, that's, a, that's a tough one. Movies. I'm not. I'm not a super big movie guy. Um. So, Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars. Cool. All of them. What's your favorite food? Favorite food. Got the pizza. Yeah. Nice. Are you happy? Yeah, yeah, I'm extremely happy. Yeah, that didn't come across at all during the interview. <laughs> For real? No, I'm being facetious. Oh. Okay. I'm like, what? Man, I'm no, you seem like the happiest like, fucking like... guy I've ever met. What are you most proud of? Um, man, I'm most proud of. Most proud of man, a lot of those, but the what I'm most proud of is me are just starting like you. in the world. You know, me personally, what I'm most proud of, I, I would have to say is my onboarding into you the broke thought up a little process bit. of you broke up a little. Okay, bit. my onboarding, my onboarding into the independent life. That's cool. I think I'm 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 most proud of that is like when I see somebody and they might be doing something where you know that's not you know that's not their call or you know that's a journalist you know that's a you know that like you could tell. He's too interested in people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can see it oozing out of them, but they're just not that yet. They're not being themselves yet. Mm-hmm. And then you you kind of like, you just show them like, hey, just, in, just by mere existence, just by mere existence, hey, I'm living my life and I'm just doing it how I want to do it. Yeah. And it's working. I like that. You see it. <laughs> you know, you see it. And I like then that. they kind of find themselves and you come back and you see them and like, they like, oh, I started a business. I started this. You're like, ah. I like that. That's it. That's what, that's what I'm most proud of is like that number. I want that number to be high. I like that. You know, so that's what I'm most proud of that thing. What gives you confidence? Um, myself to myself. I like, like I got a, a thing to do 100,000 push-ups, you know, and I didn't know I could do 500 push-ups in the condition, the condition that I am right now in a day, but I was able to do it and I was very impressed. So, um, you know, just proving myself to myself, like, because it's, it's, it's sometimes it's unbelievable. Sometimes what you can accomplish will it's astonishing to you. Like yeah. what you can do is wild. <laughs> you know? Don't be afraid to exceed your wildest expectations and dreams. That's it. That's it. You well, know? What inspires you? Uh, people and the potential of humanity inspires. I like that. What's Past the- and present. Uh, What's the best piece of advice someone's ever given you? Be the helping hand. Ooh. That's good. <laughs> Be the helping hand, bro. Yeah, I like that. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, wow. That, that's good. Um, my last question is, give me a recommendation for something that you've recently consumed. It could be a book, a podcast, a movie, a TV show, literally anything, just something that you've recently consumed that you want everyone to check out. Um, that I have consumed, and I want everybody to check out. This is gonna be a question for you, man. You, Jimmy, you, Jimmy, you, Jimmy has definitely changed my life with the quality of their um, 
you know, and this is not, I'm not even going to use my affiliate link, dude, but Ooh, I, I learned validity you, on there. Oh, sorry. Document. Can you hear me? You, I lost you completely. So can we, okay. let's cut that and redo, redo it. I was saying, uh, give me a recommendation. Sure. Sure. Boom. So I would say, uh, Udemy, bro. Udemy and Audibles. I mean, I've always been using them, but just like anywhere. Oh, you know, I forgot this major book. This major, this book. Without this book, there are no other books. Tony Buzon's Speed Reading oh. book. Tony Buzon, I want to say this like five times. Tony Buzon's Speed Reading book. Tony Buzon's Speed Reading book. Tony Buzon's Speed Reading book. He changed my life. And also Tim Grover's Relentless. Yeah, that's he a good was book. the trainer from Michael Jordan. Yeah, good. Book. He was a trainer from Michael Jordan. So be relentless with your dreams, and also like, uh, it's something I learned at uh, at at and T. Oddly enough, you know, a top company. When I was working there, you know, before you ever clocked in, right? They sent you to one of their training facilities, and they gave like uh, the the business ethos. And they said that they would rather invest in their employees' ability to learn. Ooh before teaching them. So understand that, like, before you start, before you swing your sword, sharpen it. Yeah, It'll make good. the cuts way easier. Yeah. You know? So that's a major key. Like, in, in everything, it's a skill. So you can, there's a skill to everything. I don't care what it is, speed reading, counting cards. Everything has a skill. If somebody's doing it, like, at a, at a, at a, at a professional level, it's because they have developed and honed that skill Way more than the rest of us. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> way more. You know, while we sleeping, they doing that thing. You oh. know, so uh, you, you just got to pick that up and know that, like, uh, practice makes permanent. Yeah, I love that, man. Listen, man, so, dude, I, uh, I am beyond appreciative that you took an hour out of your day to come on the podcast with me. I've got an immensely cheesy line that if you've been on my podcast, you're part of my family. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm just uh, so incredibly appreciative of your time and, and just really thoroughly enjoyed the conversation and the chat and uh, can't wait to do it again with you. All right, man. Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, again, hit me up anytime, bro. We'd be part of the fam. Join the Discord. Sounds good, man. Thanks. Take care. All right, peace.